0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن عدة الشهور عند الله اثنا عشر شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والأرض Yomakana Pasama, what you will robom in her baratun horum, the Likadinul Payim, Falatolimu, Fihin, and Fusacum, Sadakallah, who love Most respected of my brothers and elders. The
1: person wakes up in the morning. Then everybody has some thought in his mind. Somebody has the thought, Alhamdulillah, that he woke up now, it's time for Fajr Salah. So now he has to proceed for the Fajr Salah. Allah Ta'ala blessed somebody with Tawfiq, maybe it was still before the Fajr Salah. That it is, Mashallah the time of Tahajjud. So he woke up to now, remember Allah Ta'ala at that time. And Allah forbid somebody woke up, it was already past time of Fajr, so either way whether it is somebody mashallah woke up at the time of Fajr or somebody woke up even after that time Allah forbid, but then everybody has some further thoughts somebody some thought about his business that now I need to go and get started with my business somebody with his job, somebody with his profession, somebody with something or the other. So this too, to the extent that it is done within the limits of Shariat, with the right intention that a person is going to earn his halal living, because this too is an obligation. halali الْحَلَالِ فَرِضَةٌ al That to acquire halal living is also an obligation provided that a person has fulfilled all the other obligations of Deen. Nothing else gets compromised. So that too then will be a very great Amal, that he's doing it correctly with the right intention. So every person has these thoughts in his mind, then the whole day this is what will then occupy his mind and heart. What I have to do and what next and which deal or what job. And then, mashallah, the person has the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So as the time approaches, he'll have the thought in his mind, to go for Zohar Salah. Then the day will proceed, and then it will come for Asr, Maghrib, Isha. So, alhamdulillah, to the Mu'min, these will be the thoughts that will be in his mind. But together with that, these are generally the thoughts that will cross his mind about business, about family, about domestic issues, about whatever else, are things of his day-to-day life. But in all this time that the person has been fulfilling his needs of dunya and more importantly his obligations of deen. How often do we stop to think that primarily in all these things, even in the salah that I perform, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala blessed with tawfiq of making some tilawat, some zikr, some dua some khidmat of deen. And apart from that, whatever other daily, day-to-day things that people do, go on with their lives. In all this, did I stop to think, did I reflect for a moment, that my primary objective in everything, my primary objective in every single thing is, to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. ورضوان من الله akbar, The greatest thing is the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. If a person performed even salah, but he didn't gain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in it, either because the niyat was corrupted, it was being done to impress somebody else, or he didn't even realize his wuzu was even made properly, he missed out some furs of wuzu, or the way he performed that salah, it invalidated it. So that too didn't earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Let alone doing something else of dunya in the wrong way, or the wrong intention. The primary objective in everything is to please Allah, to earn His pleasure. So very often we go through all these amal as well and also the day-to-day things of life, but very seldom somebody stops to think that today I passed the whole day, whatever I did, how much of this? was for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala done in a way that inshallah, I can hope Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy accepts it and out of His grace and mercy makes it a means of getting closer to Him. So this is the thing to keep bringing to mind, whether it's in terms of our ibadah, whether our interaction with people around us, how we live with our spouses, with our children, with our parents obviously, how we live with people around us, how we conduct our business dealings, our muamalat how we live in terms of our akhlaq what kind of character we display, what kind of akhlaq we live with. So it's not a matter of just passing the day, passing the night and passing one's life. It's a matter of earning the pleasure of Allah. That's what's going to count. So Allah, out of His grace and mercy, from time to time gives us opportunities which will become a means of stopping to reflect. Which becomes a means of a person now turning his mind and heart towards the realities, towards the objectives. Otherwise, we just go through the motions often. Day in, day out, and things just carry on. The good also carries on, mashallah but in a very routine manner. Without stopping to reflect, has this come or been done in a way that inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will be pleased. So Allah Ta'ala gives us from time to time opportunities. Month of Ramadan comes, makes a person stop to think, where am I heading, what am I doing, how am I living my life, I need to stop, whatever wrongs are there, I need to come back to Allah. Ta'ala. Then Ramadan finishes off, barely some Time passes and then Allah Ta'ala blessed us with the month of Zulhijjah and the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. And then again a time just passed a little, barely one month passed since that time. Now Allah Ta'ala gives us another opportunity, the month of Muharram. And then in the month of Muharram, the very auspicious occasion of Ashura. One is the great virtues that are mentioned for these occasions, which a person should strive to take the maximum of. Like, for example, the occasion of Ashura. This is a very, very significant occasion. In the Hadith Sharif, the details I explained. Prior to the month of Ramadan, it was this one day in the year, the day of Ashura, where it was compulsory to fast. That itself highlights what a great day it is. That it was first to fast in this particular day. Then the month of Ramadan became compulsory. This no more remained first. It now is optional, it's a nafil fast, but a very great opportunity that in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah S.A. says, the person who fasts on Ashura, يكفر السنة, Allah Ta'ala will forgive the sins of the past year, the sins that are of the year preceding it, Allah Ta'ala will forgive it. Now, in our minds, often we jump to this, that what is this major sins or minor sins? So well, what has been described and explained by the Fuqaha, the Muhadditheen, that in these situations what is referred to is the minor sins. So now, well, minor sins, okay, well, if it happens, happens, don't happen to, it's a minor sins. But in the court of Allah Ta'ala, that minor sin also can become very serious. That minor sin also can become very serious, because especially if that minor sin was done In a way that a person sort of just brushed it aside, trivialized it. It may have been in the technical classification described as minor. But for him that can become a very big problem. Because of the attitude to which what he displayed towards this matter. is not a serious matter for him. Whereas any disobedience of Allah is very serious. Yes, then there are categories in it the classification of the fuqaha, muhadditheen. But nothing is to be regarded as trivial, as insignificant. Otherwise this is, can become a very serious problem. Now on this occasion, the person fasts on the day of Ashura, Allah tala forgives all the minor sins of the past year. Then he makes Tawbah also because this becomes an occasion of reflecting, of turning to Allah tala while he's fasting, his heart softens. He becomes conscious that now I shouldn't be living my life in this heedlessness. So he makes Tawbah, makes sincere Tawbah and defense to Allah Ta'ala. That becomes a means of now his major sins getting forgiven, provided that he fulfills the, right, the conditions of Tawbah. So mashallah, one is these great virtues that have been mentioned, for example this virtue, then likewise in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that the person who is generous upon his family on the day of Ashura. Wa sallallahu alaihi sairasana. Allah Taala will be generous upon him throughout the year. Just as a note of clarification, many people every year this question keeps coming up: that now when is a person supposed to now conduct this feeding his family, etc., spending on them generously? Is it now on the 9th, on the tenth, or the eleventh, or when it starts and when it finishes off? And when does he have to buy the things that he wants to spend on his family? So the day of Ashura in the lunar calendar, the Islamic calendar, the day starts at the time of Maghrib. Shawal, the first of Shawal, when the moon is sighted, it's sighted after Maghrib, Maghrib time, the moon is sighted. So the Shawal day, first of Shawal starts at that time. So the tenth of Ashura starts from Maghrib. So in our case now in On Saturday, Maghrib will be the 10th of Ashura, start of Maghrib, and continue till the next day Maghrib. So it is meant to be the spending on one's family, meaning, for example, now a person prepared a better meal. So it is to be spent on that day to the family, doesn't mean that the person has to go and purchase the items at that time. He could have purchased items yesterday. The issue is spending it on his family, not spending it at the shop. He spent it at the shop and brought whatever he brought that's fine. He hasn't yet spent it on his family. That's still his. So it's a very simple thing. People become so anxious about this so, because especially here the virtue is a very very great virtue compared to revolt in the akhirat. This is right here in dunya. All the barkat will come now. So therefore this you see, is never to be missed. So alhamdulillah with the Zeal, this is what has been taught to us in the Hadith Sharif by Rasulullah sallallahu And with the same zeal, a person also fasts. With the same zeal, he does all the other amal. So, this too is a very great amal, that a person be generous upon his family on this day. What is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the word man wassa'a ala iyalihi. Iyal refers to his dependents. Those who live with him, who he takes care of, it might be his children, it might be his parents, it might be somebody else living in that household, this is what he's referred to. It is not meant to be spread far and wide beyond, that now a person is going around, dishing out presents to all in sundry. This is his household. And then he will have a form, whether it's in the form of food, or whatever other items it might be, but his family his household, his dependents. So this is also part of these occasions. These are virtues that Rasulullah has taught us. So a person should have that zeal to receive these great benefits by making amal upon them. But together with this, together with this, these are occasions to stop and reflect. These are occasions to stop and reflect what kind of life is going on. How am I living my life? How much am I getting closer to Allah Ta'ala? How much am I earning the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? That which we should be pondering about daily. In all our situations, all our amal, at the end of the day we should be taking stock of ourselves. What I did for today, how I lived my day. How much did I do which can be presented to Allah Ta'ala? With all its weaknesses, but it was something Allah Ta'ala ordered, how I should do it, what I should do. And how much I did which Allah Ta'ala forbade, Let me make Tawbah from that. Let me make Istighfar. This which we should be doing daily, but at least these occasions, that it makes a person stop to think, what's going on in my life? All Allah Ta'ala's blessings and bounties I use all the time, drowning in the blessings of Allah Ta'ala, but how much of gratitude have I shown? Gratitude verbally, gratitude practically, by living up to the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So, this is an occasion to stop and think, to stop and reflect. A person should take some time out, to sit down in solitude, sit down and ponder. How am I living my days? How am I living my nights? What is my akhlaq all about? Sit down and reflect. In our minds, let us rewind a few days of our, how we lived our life in the past few days, one week, ten weeks, ten days, and that's all fresh in our minds. How I interacted with people around me, what kind of languages I used or didn't use, was I kind and compassionate, was I accommodating of people around me, what kind of akhlaq I lived with, how did I deal with people out in the world in terms of people who I had to come in contact with for my business, for my job, for whatever else. These are very, very important basic things and then obviously without, goes without saying, what was my salah all about my salah or jama'ah was it in time and what kind of salah did I perform how much tilawat I made I read so many things and if I start counting the words and lines of whatever else social media and Allah knows best what else that might run into pages and pages and maybe volumes how many lines of the Quran Sharif I recited how many times I read and spoke about so many other things how many times did the name of Allah come on my tongue? How many times did I recite Guru Sharif upon Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So to ponder over all this, reflect, think deeply, and then not to think about it and forget about it. That, well I finished things now, that's the end of it. When a person takes stock at the end of the financial year, and then if things are not showing that it's going right, it's like an alarm bell ringing. He is immediately on the phone, he is immediately talking to somebody, he is immediately trying to reorganize things, get things going in the right direction now. Not that now he saw, well, there's a big loss, there's a big hole here suddenly. So well, let it be now, next year we'll see, 28th February, we'll come next year, we'll see again what happens. He is now, all systems go to get it sorted out. But unfortunately, we see the great holes we are digging in terms of our deen, and the losses that we are making in terms of our akhirat, but it doesn't spur us to start getting into action. So it requires this time to sit, to think, to reflect, to make sincere Tawbah, to beg Allah to Allah's help, and to make some firm resolutions. Now I'm going to start doing these basics at least. My five times Salah jama, some Tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily, at least hundred times Istighfar daily, hundred times Durood Sharif daily. This is like the minimum of the minimum. Can't even call it just the minimum. It's the very, very essentials. Obviously the farais there's no compromise on that. And then the rest of it is for our spiritual upliftment. This is the very minimal. And then together with that, whatever, more we can do, as much as we can. So these are occasions to sit, to think, to reflect on all these aspects. Then the particular occasion of Ashura, Every time that this occasion comes, it comes with some very great lessons. But here again, we go through the motions, Alhamdulillah, we get the benefits, we get the rewards, but we fail to take these very important lessons. One of the lessons, mashallah, many people do keep the fast of Ashura, the zeal is there, Allah three seat, Allah Taala, accept, but the background of this, Musa salam, he kept this fast, when Nabi Salaam was informed by the Bani Israel that we keep this fast because Musa alayhi salam kept it. Why he kept it? As a token of gratitude to Allah. Ta'ala. Because Allah Ta'ala saved Musa alayhi salam and the Bani Israel from the clutches of Fir'aun. And Fir'aun and his army were all drowned, it happened on the 10th of Muharram. This is part of an authentic Hadith Sharif. So Allah Ta'ala granted this great gift on this day as a token of gratitude. Musa Ali used to fast this day. Nabi Alaihi Wasallam said to the Jews and he was told they also fast and this is the reason. He said Musa Ali Salatul used to fast. We are closer to him than you. You just are lip service. Your claim of being close to Musa is just lip service. We truly are close to Him, so we are more worthy of doing that amal which He did. Nabi's class was already fasting from before this occasion, before He came to know about this. But nevertheless, the lesson of Shukr, Shukr, is a very great ibadat. We have been taught to make Shukr from the time of eyes open. Person opens his eyes, among the first things is the du'a to recite which Rasulullah sallallahu taught us Ahyana, Baadama amatana wa Starts off with Alhamdulillah All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala This is an expression of gratitude to Allah Ta'ala It's an expression of shukar So from the time a person opens his eyes He's been taught make shukar Allah Ta'ala gave you a new life You were like dead You slept the night, you were like dead and many a person goes to sleep, never wakes up in dunya. He's gone to the akhirat. Allah Ta'ala gave you a new life. Start off with making shukr. Now you made verbal shukr. Now make practical shukr. Move on to the house of Allah Ta'ala. Go perform your fajr salah. And then spend the rest of the day in this shukr, in this gratitude. By being obedient to Allah Ta'ala. That is the practical shukr. So all the na'mat and bounties Allah has blessed us with, it requires shukr, verbal shukr, And the essence of shukr is this practical shukr. So one is this very, very important lesson of shukr. Then the other lesson, that every year this lesson is revised, that Ashura, the 10th of Muharram, that's the day of the fazeelat and the virtue. The 10th of Muharram is the day of Ashura. But when Rabi sallallahu alayhi wa was informed that the Jews also fast on this day. So what did he say? That if I remain alive next year, then I will fast on the ninth as well. That next year didn't come. But apart from this hadith Sharif, Rasulullah instructed the Sahaba Ikram. Sumu ashura al yahood. يَوْمًا قَبْلَهُ أَوْ يَوْمًا That keep the fast of Ashura, continue with it. But oppose the way of the Yahud. Now when the Yahud, when this message was brought to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi that they are also fasting on Ashura. We are fasting but they are also fasting. The first thing is that why did they come to bring this message? The Muslims are already fasting from before. What made this become such an issue? Because this was so deeply ingrained in them. They don't resemble the Yahud and Nasara in any way. Now when they just saw this coincidental, outward resemblance, coincidental, this was not being done to resemble them. And this outward resemblance, not in reality resemblance, this too became a concern for them. That does this also go against what we have been taught. So they came to Rasulullah sallallahu and they presented this. So Nabi sallallahu said to them, No, you continue. We are not fasting because of them. He didn't even know they were fasting. So we are doing it. Our purpose is to please Allah ta'ala. This is the fazeelah of the day. So you continue. But though this will continue, we will still break this outward resemblance as well. That now you fast one additional day, one day before or one day after as well. So now you are fasting two days, They are fasting one day, you are not even outwardly resembling them. So even this outward resemblance and that too which was coincidental, that too Nabhi or something, leave it as that. He broke that outward resemblance too. Now this very important aspect this very deep lesson, every year, mashallah, numerous people do make the effort to keep the fast of Ashura and they keep both fast. But then to remind ourselves, why are we doing this? Why both fast? Why the ninth as well? Because in fulfilling what Nabi said to us, and why he said this to us? To break that resemblance. We mustn't resemble the Yahud and any way. A Mu'min? a mu'min has his distinct identity all the time his culture is distinct there is no enculturation mix up of all the cultures when people live together in one community and people are all living side by side people of different cultures Then the dominant culture overcomes everybody now that was once upon a time when people live in one area and different cultures end up living together now the whole world has become what they call the global village now with all the media and whatever else people are exposed to, so the so-called dominant culture that is being shoved down people's throats by making it glamorous and then Shaitan obviously, there are numerous different cultures in the world, it's not only the Western culture, obviously the culture, these are all just the name of culture goes on to it, real culture is what Deen has given us, the culture of the Sunnah in Arabic the word is Tahzeeb, culture. The rest of it is Tahreeb. It is actually the opposite of culture. It is a kind of destruction and spoiling things completely. So there's a lot of other cultures but nevertheless, and many of the other cultures of the world, in many many ways, they are very much close to the way that the Muslims have been taught. Close to the way of the Sunnah. Many of their aspects in the sense that, for example, there is Haya in it. In the way that they dress, in the way that they interact, there is Haya in it. And the Western culture is the total opposite of it. Haya is completely a lost entity. The foundations of that Western culture, Hazrat Maha Yusuf, this was his statement, he is a foundation of Western culture is on shamelessness and extravagance. And the foundations of the Islamic culture is on haya and simplicity. Totally opposite. Islamic culture, the sunnah, the way of life, the muasharat of Islam, the foundations of the muasharat of Islam, the social life of Islam, is built on the foundations of haya, and simplicity. And the Western culture is a total opposite. Now, with the media glorifying it, and then obviously because it is devoid of haya, so shaitan makes it look very, very glamorous, adorns it. So this is shaitan. Shaitan now, he decorates all the evil all the evil is made to look like very glamorous, very appealing. So likewise this Western culture. So people, the whole world, there's a lot of cultures, but just that Western culture, with its all its evil and all its shamelessness, it's all being shoved down. Now, mashallah, the ninth of Muharram comes, we keep the fast of the ninth as well, we keep the fast of the tenth, in fulfilling this teaching of Rasulullah, so that this outer resemblance also with the Jews is broken but then we broke that outer resemblance and in everything else we totally resemble them. In the manner of life, in that wedding and nikah, that resemblance of the Jews is more than what is to the sunnah. How that function is then carried out and what kind of shameless things happen there. (coughs) The dressing, which direction the dressing has gone and there's nobody to blink an eye, there's nobody to ask, where, where is all this heading to, what's going on, how could this have happened, that if this kind of dressing which is now in my household, if my mother, late mother perhaps, or great-grandmother or great-grandmother maybe, depending on who's still alive and who's gone, <coughs> if she had to come back, let alone the sahabiyat, that's a very far away thing. Allah knows best, what will have happened to them. If just the great-grandmother would have to come back, she too would have died again immediately of shock. She too would not have been able to believe her eyes, are these my great-grand-granddaughters? My great-grandsons? That whole culture has become totally corrupted and what could not have been imagined, that has become the norm. People just carry on very, very comfortably with it. Everybody is fine, happy, life is normal, a fasting on the ninth of Ashura also with that same kind of culture, and the tenth also, not that much, not not fast. That's never been not the message that we should stop fasting on these days. No, we fast on these days, but take this lesson at the same time. Make toba from this culture. Make toba from this culture of the West. Mashallah, there have been many, many whether it was on this occasion or any occasion, something inspired them somewhere. They took that whole wardrobe of clothes and destroyed it. Because everything was Behaya. It was shameless, part of the shameless attire of the West. So they got a shock of their lives when something struck their hearts. That where am I going to and what am I wearing? They took that whole wardrobe of clothes full of whatever expensive garments they had bought, but which were all of that same nature of shamelessness. And went and destroyed it. Because it's not even worth giving somebody else to wear something shameless. Can't pass on that shamelessness from one to the other. Somebody has got something that is going to harm him. He says, no, it's not good for me, he's going to harm me, so rather give it to somebody else, Let they harm him. So this is a very, very important lesson. That we have to come back to the sunnah, come back to the way of Rasulullah Unfortunately, living in a society where everything is in a different, done in a different way, the norm is the shamelessness. So then what is good starts becoming looked at as if it's odd. There's one incident that's just for the moral of the story, but it highlights how we end up doing things, and where we finish off, where we drop ourselves. One person had to go in one far off place somewhere, and when he got there, he had to stay there for some time, but he found a very very strange thing, these people's culture, Their culture was that they all used to snip the corner of the nose. Maybe the child is born now, they cut that nose. Now this also is a very apt example, because when a person now does something really to humiliate himself, they say he cut his nose. This was here, everybody was physically cutting their noses. Now everybody's nose, the tip of the nose is cut. So now when he came, he's seeing this, very, very strange scene. Everybody's nose is looking so strange, the tip of the nose is cut. So he was really astounded by this what's going on here? But then everybody else was with their nose cut. He was the only person with his normal nose. But he suddenly looked at, observed, everybody is looking at him very strangely. Then he overheard one person saying to the other, Look at this fellow's nose and then he heard somebody also making some other comment and then he saw somebody laughing at him. They're laughing at his nose. Why they laughing at his nose? Because it's so normal. Though they didn't know they're laughing at what is normal. So now they were so used to what is abnormal, they were so used to what is a humiliation, they started laughing at what is respect. Now likewise, unfortunately now this fellow now heard this one person making a comment, second person saying something, third person laughing at him. He thought, now how long I'm going to carry on like this. He went and also cut his nose. Now that's unfortunately what our situation is. That now somebody said, no, no, this dressing is all old fashioned. Or this kind of lifestyle, this doesn't fit in in this 20th century. Or this kind of wedding. Is it a wedding or you call it a wedding or a funeral? This is the way of having a wedding? What what kind of wedding is this? So now because we heard so many comments and so many things And people started laughing at what is respectable They started laughing at what is pure They started making comments Against what is the most beautiful way of life Allah forbid we decided to cut our nose We decided to go headlong And join them in their wrong ways So now suddenly that became the norm And anybody does it in the right way, that person becomes the outcast. So now these are occasions that come to give us this reminder that take stock, where are we gone? Which life are we following? Whose footsteps are we going in? And these are all the things to look into. Our day-to-day lives, our lifestyle, our appearance and dressing, our functions and weddings and everything else that goes about in our day-to-day lives. Which culture are we following? Where are we heading to? So this is that very, very important lesson that comes to us on these occasions. This aspect of this culture, this identity of a mu'min. mu'min always maintains his identity wherever he may be. Whatever time of the year it is. Whether it is Ramadan or whether it is December. Whether he is in the masjid or whether he is somewhere else in any part of the world. On the street or anywhere else. He maintains his identity as a Muslim. He maintains his culture of Islam. And this has such attraction in it. There have been so many occasions when somebody did something in a public space because he had to do something, he did it in the sunnah manner. He did it in the sunnah manner, somebody observed it, that attracted his heart to Islam. Many, many years ago, Hazrat Mahayyus Pardes rahmatullah my elder brother, Allah ta'ala give him Jannatul Firdaus, raise the stages. At the Durban airport he was waiting, either he had just come back and waiting for the baggage or was about to leave, I can't really remember. And he was feeling very thirsty, so he asked somebody to bring some water. And then he sat down and drank it. So one of the officials or somebody working in the airport was quietly observing this. And he came along to ask, but why you did this? You were standing and you sat down to drink this. So explain to him. That person said, Look, I want to discuss this further. The man said, Look, Khurunka, are you in duty? He said, yes, I'm in duty. He said, well, now is your time to go and work. So I cannot take that time up. You go and finish your duty, I'll wait for you. So whatever time, it was something close to finish off, he waited for him, probably 15, 20 minutes, whatever, they had to wait. And then he came, he explained to him, the person accepted Islam. And this is not an isolated incident. Many, many such incidents have happened in the world. So this is, we have this wealth. We have this most beautiful way of life. We have this priceless treasure why should we leave this what Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with and go and put our hands in the filth and go and take that which is so filthy in every way completely devoid of any shame and modesty Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us how are we going to face Rasulullah on the day of Qiyamah how are we going to face the Sahaba Ikram how are mothers and sisters going to face the Sahabiyat that what legacy they left for us, where we went away. So while we are on the one hand to try and make the maximum of these occasions, take the benefit of all the virtues that have been given to us and make sincere Tawbah, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and also reflect, where is our life heading to? What kind of life? Especially the time that we are in, every day we are being reminded of the reality of this life, which we should be remembering in any case. But now, then, more than previously, we are all the time getting this reminder that this is the reality of life. Person is walking hale and hearty and suddenly he's gone. We met him yesterday and today we're getting the news of his no more in dunya. Allah knows best when our news is going to be moving on, we not around. Allah. This is the opportunity we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. in all sincerity, make tawbah, istighfar and these determinations, these resolutions, that as of now, I need to start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. My life should become such that I get to the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. In this dunya also, Allah Ta'ala must be pleased with me. And in the akhirat, Allah Ta'ala be pleased with me. And grant me the everlasting abode of Jannah. That must become the objective. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala bring us back onto the way of life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Onto the ahkam of deen. And to the way of the muasharat and the Muamalat of deen. Allah grant us every khair and برکت keep us steadfast on iman, take us to iman, raise us on the rise of قیامت وآخر
2: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سلامٌ على إبراهيم الذي نُصِّفَ سلامٌ على المرسلين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد وانزل له المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوه القائمه والصلاه النافعه صل على سيدنا محمد والله ان تظل لا تشقط بعده ابدا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصلي على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين, والمسلمين والمسلمات Allahumma salli ala seydina Muhammadi wa ala ali seydina Muhammadi wa barak ala seydina Muhammadi wa ala ali seydina Muhammad. Walham seydina Muhammad wa ala seydina Muhammadi wa ala ali seydina Muhammadi wa ala ali Ibrahim wa ala ali seydina 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 Ibrahim wa ala ala ali seydina Ibrahim wa ala 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 seydina Ibrahim ala 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 wa ala 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 sey ala ala Ibrahim wa ala 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 Allahumma Salih Allah Sayyidina Muhammadi Wala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama Salih Al Ali Ibrahim in the Khamidun Majid. Allahumma Salih Allah Sayyidina Muhammadi Wala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama Salih Allah Sayyidina Ibrahim in the Khamidun Majid. Allahumma Barik Allah Sayyidina Muhammadi Wala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama Salih Allah Sayyidina Ibrahim in the Khamidun Majid. Allahumma Barik Allah Sayyidina Muhammadi Wala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama Barak Allah Sayyidina Ibrahim in the Khamidun Majid. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ala سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد ala سيدنا محمد كما على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى لسيدنا سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم تبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى الْعَالَمِينَ انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وذريته كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى وذريته كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى زوجه وذريته كما صليت على آل سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى زوجه وذريته كما باركت على آل سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي وزوجه وامهات المؤمنين وذريته وذريته كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وترحم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما ترحمت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم اللهم (Sessizuk) صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا ابراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا ابراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على سيدنا محمد وعلى in سيدنا محمد كما تحننت على سيدنا ابراهيم سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد اللهم صلِّ على سيدنا محمدٍ وعلاء سيدنا محمدٍ كما سلَّمْتَ على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلاء سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صلِّ على سيدنا محمدٍ وعلاء سيدنا محمدٍ وبارك وسلم على سيدنا محمدٍ وعلاء سيدنا محمد وارحم سيدنا محمد وعلاء سيدنا محمدٍ كما صلِّيت وباركت وترحمت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلاء سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ذارق على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما ذاربك على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما ذاربت على سيدنا إبراهيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي كما ضربت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الامي وعلى سيدنا محمد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد صلاةً تكون لك رضاً وله جزاءً ولحقه أداءً وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته واجزه عنا ما هو أهله واجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبياً عن قومه ورسولاً عن أمته وصل على جميع أخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اهل بيته كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى اهل بيته كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي اللهم صل على صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاته على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما جعلتها على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما بارك على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى Ibrahim سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الامي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات صلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله التحيات لله طيبات صلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله التحيات والبركات والصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته وسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله وصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته وسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله لجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله زاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله بركاته وسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الاسماء تحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله اشهد ان لا اله إلا الله لا شريك له أرسله بالحق بشير ونذير والساعات آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمة الله بركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الذكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا اله الا الله سهدت أن سيدنا محمد رسول الله التحيات الطيبات صلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات صلوات الزاكيات لله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات والصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته وسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله والصلوات الطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركة والصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله
1: in the hadith sharif this person who recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah will give him this great honor that on the day of qiyamah his face will shine like the 14th moon what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah will give him the tawfiq of righteous amal and save him from sin and this will become the great blessing in return for this so inshallah we should try to make this part of our daily program that in our own homes wherever we in our time and space we make this amal of reciting la ilaha illallah hundred times we'll recite it a few times now as part of giving us the, the rajeel, but we should make this amal daily inshallah recite the ruch <laughs> la ilaha illallah
0: muhammadun Rasulullah, sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa alihi wa ashabih أصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا اله الا الله لا اله الله لا اله الله الله Na na inna na inna لينه 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 لا إله إلا الله نا ناه ان الله نايناه ان الله نايناه ان الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عمنه الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم (تصفيق) اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت
1: على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد صلى الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الاحواد والافاه وتقضيلنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك من كل بر والسلامة من كل اثم من كل بر والسلامة من كل اثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إث اللهم لا تدع لنا غمًّا إلا غفرتها ولا همًّا إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضًّا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا يا أصلح لنا شأننا كلها أصلح لنا شأننا كلها ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع بنا صالح ما أعطيتنا اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلم القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving الله Allah forgive us Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins. Ya Allah, forgive our families Ya Allah, forgive our friends and relatives Ya Allah Forgive the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma khfirli ummah ti sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma kham ummah ti sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma aslih ummah ti sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa Allahumma kharijil kuraban ummah ti sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alayhi wa sallam. Guide us and the entire Ummah to your pleasure, Allah. Ilahul alayhi wa sallam. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah alamin, <laughs> all the halat and conditions that are coming upon us, ya Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our amal, Ya Allah. It is our sins, Ya Allah. It is our misdeeds, Ya Allah. <laughs> we are repenting on this Mubarak night of Jumu'ah, In this great month, Ya Allah. On the eve of this great occasion, Ya Allah. Allahu <laughs> accept our tawbah, Accept our tawbah, Allah. grant us a tawfiq of staying away from all the haram, Ya Allah. From all the sins, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah, the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah, the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Allah, every moment of our life, let it be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from falling into the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Allah. for too long we have become the slaves of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Allah, take us out of the slavery of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Bring us into your slavery, Ya Allah. Make us your obedient slaves, Ya Allah. Make us the true Ummaties of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi (inaudible) Wasallam. His most beautiful way of life, Ya Allah. We've abandoned it and we've taken the ways of his enemies, Ya Allah. What a great injustice we have done, Ya Allah. Despite all his sacrifices that he made for us, Ya Allah. He shed his blood for us, Ya Allah. He saw his family members being persecuted for us, Ya Allah. He saw his Sahaba being martyred because of us, Ya Allah. He tied stones to his belly out of hunger because of us, Ya Allah. So that we could be taking your name in this house of yours today, Ya Allah. Allah, we did not appreciate all his sacrifices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Bring us back onto the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Enable us to love the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Save our mothers and sisters from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Save the entire Ummah from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Illahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those are sick, with them Shifa Kamila, Ajila, mustamirra Da'ima. Allah Remove every trace of their ailments, ya Allah. Those who are in financial difficulties, remove it with aafiyat, ya Allah. Grant Barkat in each one's risk, ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk, ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, ya Allah. ya Allah. Those who are in debt, ya Allah, enable their debts to get paid off with ease, ya Allah. Allah al-Alamin ya Allah, whatever anxiety is, depression, worry, sorrow, people are in ya Allah, remove it from their hearts ya Allah, fill the hearts with sukoon and it's minan ya Allah, fill the hearts with sukoon and it's minan ya Allah, Allah alamin ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah Allah al-Alamin ya Allah, make that complete maghfirati ya Allah.